Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Dictionary. Hello, word nerds. Let's get into it. First word is alkyl. I think that's how it's pronounced. A l k y l. This is the first form of it. It's an adjective from 1879, having a monovalent organic group and especially one C n h two n plus one as methyl, derived from an alkane as methane. Or methane. Next is the second form of alkyl. This is a noun from 1889, a compound of one or more alkyl groups with a metal, as in mercury alkyls. Next we have alkylating agent. Two words. Alkylating is a l k y l a t i n g. This is a noun from 1900. A substance that causes replacement of hydrogen by an alkyl group, especially in a biologically important molecule, specifically one with mutagenic activity that inhibits cell division and growth, and is used to treat some cancers. Next is alkylation. So it's the first five letters of the last couple words that we've been reading plus ation at the end. This is a noun from 1895. The act or process of introducing one or more alkyl groups into a compound as to increase octane number in a motor fuel. Alkylate is a transitive verb. Next we have alkyne, a l k y n e. This is a noun circa 1909. We are still in this scientific world. The definition is. Any of a series of open chain hydrocarbons CnH2n minus two, as acetylene, having one triple bond. So I've seen、uh, H2n minus two. I've seen H2n plus two, and I think there was at least one other one which might have just been H2n.、Uh, but clearly, those subtle differences、uh, require. Different、uh, types of things to be created and then named. Next, we have the word all a l l. Oh, that's funny. I just said that last night or the day before as a throwback to the、uh, laundry detergent commercials when I was a kid. A l l. I think that's how it goes. There are four forms of the word all. Even though it's a short word, it's kind of a big word because it is all. Oh, that was stupid. All right. This is an adjective from before the twelfth century. We are in the first form, of course. One a the whole amount, quantity, or extent of, as in needed all the courage they had, also as in sat up all night. One b as much as possible, as in spoke in all seriousness. Two every member or individual component of. As in, all men will go. Also, as in, all five children were present. That's too many kids, in my opinion. Three, the whole number or sum of. As in, all the angles of a triangle are equal to two right angles. Four, we have the synonym every e v e r y. As in, all manner of hardship. Five, any whatever. Yeah, that's what it says. Any whatever, eh? It's just just any whatever is fine,、uh, as in beyond all doubt. Six, nothing but, 
the synonym is only. 6a, and I don't know if this is to be added to the nothing but, or if it's kind of on its own, but it is a, an a under 6, so it's related in some way. Completely taken up with, given to, or absorbed by, as in, became all attention. 6b, having or seeming to have some physical feature in conspicuous excess or prominence, as in, all legs. I think what that is a reference to is a woman having very long legs and probably wearing something short so you see her legs. Maybe a weird uh, example to throw in here. 6C, paying full attention with, as in all ears. I guess all legs could also be referring to like a runner who's just running very well and they seem like they're all legs. I don't know. 7, it says dial, D-I-A-L, which again, I think means like a dialectic or like a specific dialect. It means used up, entirely consumed, used especially of food and drink. As in, I recently ate a whole pint of ice cream. That's my example, and it's true. Didn't even feel bad. 8, being more than one person or thing, as in, who all is coming. So we have a synonym for the entire word, which is whole, W-H-O-L-E. So whole is a synonym for the whole definition of all. We have a short phrase too, uh, which is all the. That's the phrase. Uh, It has two similar definitions. First one is as much of dot 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 as. And they do have an example, which I will get to. The second uh, definition is similar. It says, as much of a dot 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 as. The example they give is, all the home I ever had. Now, they don't have as at the end of it, but that's okay. Second form of all. This is an adverb from before the 12th century. 1a, we have these synonyms, holy, w-h-o-l-l-y, and quite, Q-U-I-T-E, as in sat all alone, often used as an intensive, as in all out of proportion, also as in all over the yard, also as in again, it wasn't all that funny, except yes it was. 1B, selected as the best, as at a sport, within an area or organization, used in combination, as in all league halfback. Two is obsolete. We have these synonyms only and exclusively. Three is archaic. We have the synonym just. Four, so much, as in all the better for it. Five, for each side. Synonym is a piece, A-P-I-E-C-E, as in the score is to all. That's usually used in tennis, although I'm sure it can be used in other situations. I'm positive it's used in other situations. We now have the third form of all. This is a pronoun from before the 12th century. 1a, the whole number, quantity, or amount. Synonym is totality, as in all that I have, or all of us, or all of the books. 1b, used in such phrases as, for all I know, for all I care, and 
for all the good it does to indicate a lack of knowledge, interest, or effectiveness. Two, we have the synonyms everybody and everything, as in gave equal attention to all, or that is all. And ooh, I have to do my impersonation of Porky Pig at the end of those cartoons because he basically says, that is all, folks. That's all, folks. All right, I don't know how good that was, but in my head, it's not too bad. All right, we have a couple of phrases uh, for this third form of all. We have all in all. That means on the whole. Generally is a synonym. As in, all in all, things might have been worse. Second short phrase is and all. That means and everything else, especially of a kind suggested by a previous context. As in, cards to fill out with, numbers and all. That is from Sally Quinn. All right, we have the fourth form of all. This is a noun from 1593. The whole of one's possessions, resources, or energy as in, gave his all for the cause. Next, we have A-L-L dash or A-L-L-O dash. This is a prefix. One, other, different, atypical, as in, allogamous or allotrophy. I think that's how they're pronounced. Two, specifically it's the A-L-L-O version, isometric form or variety of a specified chemical compound, as in allopurinol. Three is allo again, being one of a group whose members together constitute a structural unit, especially of a language, as in allophone, A-L-L-O-P-H-O-N-E. Have no idea what that means. The etymology says this is uh, Greek from allos, which means other, and there's more at the word else, E-L-S-E. Next, we have a la breve, A-L-L-A space B-R-E-V-E. Uh, this is the last word for today, but we have two versions of it, two forms. First one is a noun from circa 1740, the sign marking a piece or passage to be played a la breve, also a passage so marked. And we have a little picture of what uh, an a la breve symbol looks like on a musical staff. It uh, looks like the uh, scent symbol here in America. It's got a C with a vertical line through it. And now, you know, I never see that symbol anymore, so I honestly have no idea if I'm remembering that correctly. But I think that's what the uh, scent symbol looks like. The etymology says this is Italian, and it literally means according to the breve. B-R-E-V-E. And it does look like it can also be pronounced a la breve, or a la breve, a la breve, if you want to say it, you know, properly. A la breve. But I don't talk like that, and if I did, I would sound like an idiot, like I just did. Second form of a la breve is an adverb or adjective circa 1823. In duple or quadruple time with the beat represented by the half note. I uh, did music for a long time in school. I don't think I ever got quite advanced enough to uh, see or have to deal with a la breve, um, but I'm sure I saw it at some point. 
And with that, we will end this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, If I did my math correctly, today is June 11th, which happens to be my grandparents' 70th anniversary. Uh, That's a big deal. 70 years is definitely nothing to scoff at. They're both in their 90s, uh, and they're doing about as well as you can imagine for being in their 90s. Uh, My grandma had a stroke a few years ago. Um, She's mentally very well with it, but she is in a wheelchair and uh, can't really move her left side so well. She has a hard time speaking, which I think is very frustrating for her. Um, But she's holding on. And she gets to see uh, family every once in a while, especially during the holidays. Uh, The family comes from all over the country, and we get together, and she absolutely loves that. And my grandpa, her husband, uh, he's a year older than her. He will turn uh, 94 in August, um, and she's just a year behind him. And he's he's also doing pretty well. You know, he has some uh, forgetful times which I think is understandable if you've got 90-plus years of stuff crammed in your head. Um, He does walk with a walker on occasion, but he'll also push her chair around, and he helps her in any way he possibly can. Um, And so when you are listening to this that day, if you are listening to it the day it comes out, um, I plan on having dinner with them along with some other family members to celebrate the very momentous occasion of 70 years It is uh, quite an accomplishment and something to strive for, I think, if you are truly in love with the person you are with, and I am. All right, that will be the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, this is Spencer reading The Dictionary. Goodbye.